0: podcast which there has not been any of this week um we haven't done the mondays for some time as i dive into a busy week of work to try to get ahead i've always been that kind of person i want to work ahead because that way when stuff pops up and in it it inevitably does whether it's from something here at work or outside of work um You can do that. Apply that little philosophy to your life, and if you can work ahead, it'll be easier when the stuff pops up unexpectedly. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday I took off. I actually should have taken off on Monday because Jeep Fest, um, it set me sideways. It was, a lot of us had long days, but it was a long day and then lots of socializing. It took a lot of energy out of me. I was much like a zombie. On Monday. So Tuesday, use that to re-energize. Back at it yesterday. And then having missed the day, not much to get into. It's actually a very quiet day on the radio show yesterday. Some things to hit on. Well, we didn't talk about issue one on the radio show. And yes, I will uh, retract my stupidity from a couple weeks ago when I said, you know, even if the yeses win, at some point, you know, something will come back to bite people who pushed that. I don't know when. Um... Didn't have to worry about that. And one thing is a bit obvious to me. Going back to last summer in Kansas, which I'm pretty sure is a pretty red state. um, This was after the Roe v. Wade decision, uh, the overturning of that. There was some type of popular ballot measure um, in support of abortion, pro-choice. And it won overwhelmingly in Kansas. And I think... There were other states, a couple others that had measures like that. And I guess people pushing issue one didn't do a good enough j- job disguising the fact that, as Jaden told Bethany and I a couple weeks ago and some others, that th- this was really a, a play um, to, I guess, codify um, pro-life here in in Ohio. And I've talked about this before. I'm pro-choice. It's interesting to hear certain people like our our. Is he the Secretary of State, Uh, Frank LaRose, saying that uh, Democrats don't want to allow parents to parent? What? No, that that sounds so counterintuitive. um, uh, Issue one, one overwhelmingly. Let me dig into that in just one second. Um, But it seems like... Even in blue states for sure, in purple states and states that are a light red with some blue influence, it's going to be extremely hard, if not impossible, to get a pro-life popular measure vote through. Um, Because if you, it wouldn't be reading the tea leaves. You'd have to do a little digging. But once you did, you'd see that um, the chorus of people in In this country, uh, predominantly support um, pro-life, pro-choice, the way it is right now. Nobody wants like last trimester, nine-month abortions or anything like that. But that's why the Roe v. Wade thing was so problematic. Um, There was only, relatively speaking, an extreme few who wanted it overturned. Um, Go back to a year and a half ago. Everybody in this country, most people in this country, literally majority of people in this country, were totally fine with the way abortion was. I don't know of any place. Maybe the it'll be the most red state. Wyoming, someplace like that, um, could only get through a popular election measure um, to prevent any kind of abortion, or or some of the real extreme laws that have been in place since that Roe v. Wade overturning. Uh, I saw John Monk from W T O L. Um, he posted a graphic of Northwest Ohio and which counties voted which way. Uh, Wood, Lucas, and then one other. I forget. I forget which one it was. Uh, voted no, um, and then all the surrounding counties voted yes. And it. it and I, I read something this morning saying that. Um, The no um, on lots of these types of measures, falling in line with the same thought, uh, went like all across the the lakes. Um, And this was, I thought this even before I I had heard that, Um, we hear the pejorative term coastal elites. I always thought that was a misnomer. It was more like city elites. And I know there are some very smart, intellectual, innovative people who live in the middle of nowhere. I know there are some country people who live in the city. Um, But it it is pretty safe to say that there is a pretty disparate lifestyle and and person with that lifestyle in cities versus rural areas. Um, And I guess... The, the no's were so overwhelming in what we, Delaware and another uh, outline Columbus place. Like, we have these cities, and they were clearly going to vote no. Um, I, If you zoom out, not 30,000 feet, uh, you go like 3 million feet. It's, others have said this before. It's more cities against rural people. And again, that's a real blanket general statement. There are city types who live in the middle of nowhere or rural areas. But generally speaking, um, the cities often feel the same way. Um, Like, there's never going to be a Republican mayor. I mean, never say never, but Republicans don't even bother to run in Toledo. It's a Democratic stronghold. Uh, Democratic views have, for decades, often aligned with city people. It's the same way with um, my home back in Philadelphia. I, I don't know if there's been a Republican mayor in decades. Um, some guy, I, I think there was a Philadelphia mayor election in November. And again, uh, it was all against Democrats. Uh, they all ran against one another. So whoever won, won the primary was likely to be the Philadelphia mayor. No Republicans even won. Like some guy who I don't even think he was a Republican put himself on the ticket just so he could run for whatever his reason. Um, so it's it's more like city versus rural than coastal elites. And I guess once you get into the middle of the country, (coughs) Kansas, Iowa, North North Dakota, South Dakota, that's a little less true, but I'll still bet even in the bigger cities, even though they are smaller, bigger cities, in those places, you will have a more liberal mindset than you will in the rural areas. Um, There is plenty to do this weekend, regardless of what your... Flavor for fair or festival there is. There is an enormous amount to do. Um, this is the perfect example of me having said now for years, you can't say there's nothing to do in Toledo. This would actually fit in the mindset of there's too much to do. Um... Wild About Art is happening at the zoo this weekend. You get to watch the animals paint. I'm pretty sure that's, uh, that. when they say it's open to non-members, it's free for non-members. Um, Glass City Jazz Fest happens. Goes from noon until dusk. Some fantastic performers, including Ramona Collins, at the second annual, now annual, Glass City Jazz Fest at Glass City Metro Park. That's free. Oliver Hazard day in Waterville. Uh, those guys who are a bit of a national act out of Waterville, good dudes. Um, I posted some of the uh, promotion for their socials. They've got a beer named for them this year. I believe it's the sixth annual Oliver Hazard. Good guys down there. The Botanical Garden has, let me double check this. Their Artist Village is open to the public this weekend. I guess that is not normally a thing. The Mommy Summer Fair happens, and both the Mommy Summer Fair and Oliver Hazard Day, have been run over, I think, in recent years by Jeep Fest. Uh, not this year, but there is a lot of other things going on. The Swanton Corn Fest is going on. Who hasn't been to the Swanton Corn Fest? Uh, it was in January when I got to chat with UT's newest athletic director, Brian Blair. Um, everything I had followed of him on social and people... Who spoke to him and chatted with him before I did? He's a Super good dude, and he was exactly that. And I remember asking him, "What do you want to be known for?" Like, thank you for embracing the community. Like, you obviously want to win a lot of football games and raise the profile. Blah. Like, wins can't, wins matter. We have two, uh, two. We have three uh, important coaches that are benchmarks in the community: Coach Cullop, uh, Coach Kowalchek, and Coach Candle is, is really right there as well. Uh, it's got to be like a sixth or seventh year now. Uh, so, so what do you want to be yours? And he said, I want to improve the game day experience. I want fans to have more at our games. And today in the Blade, uh, an article came out about some of the enhancements coming to UT's football games. And this is going to start next month. And basically, they're home all of September. A couple of those things, um, about 600 chairs, about 600 seats will have chair backs. Because it's usually all like benches there, right? Louder, more explosive player intros, a new kids zone. I think some of the parking will be closer to the stadium. Mobile ordering to make getting food easier. There will also be some cheaper options and some new menu options. And the third quarter will be dedicated completely to students in attendance. So it looks like um, Brian is well on his way to making his mark and making sure there is a better UT uh, athletics fan experience. We'll leave that where it is for now. Let's dive over to a woman who has now been a guest. This will be her third time. Uh, Nikki Lakata, Christian's Corner, The Run for Life, which she has invited me out to now for a third time. And I hope you can be a part of it. Um, her son, her older son, um, took his life while he was stationed in Alaska. Uh, Just an an absolutely tragic, awful situation. The collateral damage has run through Nikki's life. I'm glad she's been able to connect with Amanda from Hooves. um, Amanda's group with Hooves, uh, equine therapy for veterans. But it's expanded beyond that now. So let's chat with these ladies and maybe we'll see you in September. On second thought, I am holding our conversation uh, with Nikki and Amanda for a separate podcast.